0: Aloha, everyone, and welcome to Just a Physician, the podcast where we explore mental health, vulnerability, and personal life journeys featuring creators you know and love. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already, and listen to new episodes out every Thursday, wherever you listen to your podcast. I am very excited to introduce this guest because not only is she someone who I got to meet in November, and we had a really cool connection, but I've also never had a content creator like you before, a Twitch streamer, and someone who is really invested into the world of gaming so i'm fascinated by your story and i'm really excited to introduce you to everyone say hello nikki hello (laughs) hi (laughs) thanks so much for coming on Um,
1: yeah thank you for having me i'm i'm really excited i'm very
0: excited Yeah, I feel like um, it was such a cool, basically we got to meet at Web Summit, which I've talked about on the podcast before. It's basically like this conference that happens in Portugal, um, where people from all over the world kind of come and talk about technology and innovation, and social impact. And um, you were invited as a speaker, right?
1: I was, yeah. yeah. It was it was such a weird experience, but I loved it. It was so fun.
0: It was so cool. We got to meet. It was like super cool to connect with you there. And for anyone who isn't familiar with who you are, like please tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself.
1: Okay, so I'm Nikki. Um, I'm online known as Niachu. and I, as you said, I'm a Twitch streamer. Um, I got big through playing Minecraft, but currently I just kind of do everything, whatever I, I enjoy. Um, and I've been doing this for, I think, four years. And nice. I've been doing it full-time as my job for three years.
0: Nice. Wow. So one year after you started, you got to switch to full-time.
1: Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> Very unexpected as well.
0: Yeah, it was super cool. Because even when I was like reading like uh, interviews that you've done in articles, like you experienced really fast, kind of overwhelming growth that just like boom happened out of nowhere and it's just been like a crazy journey for you since like (laughs) man in four years that's really really incredible i mean like and i will get into kind of like a little bit of your story later which i'm really invested in but um you uh primarily stream on twitch do you go through a variety of games. I'll be a hundred percent honest as I go into this and please don't come for me, everyone who's listening. <laughs> I am so ignorant when it comes to video games. Like I know so little about it, which is why I'm like so fascinated to have you on to like really hear kind of about you. But, I just want to set a precursor. I apologize for knowing so little about gaming. It's like a whole new world <laughs> to me. But like, do you kind of switch through like um a variety of games cuz I saw Minecraft was kind of like your OG that you really started with. Do you have like any favorite games that you usually kind of like switch between uh throughout your streaming?
1: So, I do, definitely. Um because I mainly started playing Minecraft because all my friends started playing Minecraft. I wouldn't mm-hmm. consider myself a Minecraft player just because mm-hmm. I'm not good at the game and I kind of <laughs> just play it for fun. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but yeah.
1: um, I have a few games that I play on stream, but then I also have games that I play off stream because, mm-hmm. just because like my audience isn't interested and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. the games I'm really good at and the games I really like care about, I mainly play off stream because I mm-hmm. want to keep it as a hobby. Um, But currently, I play Valorant, which is like a Mm -hmm. shooter game. Um, I I really like that one. Um, I like playing story games. There are a lot of like really sweet story games that I enjoy. Um, Yeah, I've I've, and I've always played video games. So I've always just enjoyed showing people what I enjoy and what I do, um, Mm -hmm. even off stream. So yeah.
0: I think it's cool, I think it's so fun and it's cool to see that passion from you. And even in this this episode, I do kind of want to go deeper into the more personal side of you and some of the personal experiences you have had. Because while, of course, there's the whole world of gaming and that's what you're, you know, really known for, I really am invested. And even when I was, like, doing a little bit of my research for the episode, (laughs) I was like, yeah, you know, the games are cool, but, like, I want to know about you and, like, your personal story. And that's really what I want to, like, dig deep into with this episode. Because I think um, so many aspects of the presence that you've really built online are super motivational and inspirational. I think a lot of things that the world needs to hear. But before we deep dive into the deeper stuff, I'm gonna hit you with some rapid fire questions, just some fun questions that I ask to every person um, on the podcast. So first, what is your go-to coffee order? I need to know.
1: Ooh, okay i actually i actually have it right here there you you go
0: and it's black (laughs) oh my gosh yes Yes. are you a black coffee drinker too
1: i am i am so this is um it's from starbucks i ordered it this morning it is a cold brew with Mm. one pump of sugar-free vanilla syrup that's my go-to um but i'm also a matcha girly i love matcha matcha is my thing so Yeah, that's
0: I love it. (laughs) I love it. Oh, that's great. I know I always have like a little bit of a respect for other people who drink black coffee because like I like mine so bitter and just disgusting and dark with like no sweetness or soul in it. Like that's my favorite route of going (laughs) when it comes to coffee. But if you like matcha too, have you tried a dirty matcha before?
1: Yes it I is good know. and dirty chai dirty chai is actually Ooh, my favorite mm-hmm. fall drink um but yeah I've had dirty matcha before I need my caffeine you know I mm-hmm. need my coffee so that is also I drink that a lot
0: <laughs> yeah no I always say it's a prerequisite of being a content creator online that you have to have an addiction to caffeine coffee it just kind of comes with the territory <laughs> very true, okay very love true. it <laughs> what is your a newest hobby like your newest thing that you're kind of like obsessed with
1: Oh, okay. When, so I've just moved to L.A. Um, about three weeks yes. ago. Congratulations. Um, and thank you. Um, since I moved here, I got a little group. We got a little group together um, and we go climbing. So I've been going climbing recently and I've really enjoyed it.
0: No, I way. never
1: thought it was my thing. I never thought it was my thing because I'm, I'm not scared of heights, but I have a lot mm-hmm. of respect for heights. And also I don't trust myself enough to climb up a wall, <laughs> I thought. But it's mm-hmm. really fun.
0: <laughs> That's so cool. So like rock climbing centers where you kind mm-hmm. of like go, that is so cool. You know, LA has a lot of them. And I've, I went to like a center, I think it was like last year, um, and man, it's a workout holy shit like, it really I was, like, is huffing and puffing the whole time
1: yeah and I'm surprised of how many people do it because mm-hmm. I never thought it was a thing like like yeah I know a few people who go rock climbing but it's like not mm-hmm. a thing but here everyone I tell they're like oh yeah I did that or I'm doing that it's so fun and I'm like whoa that's surprising <laughs>
0: it's fun <laughs> and it works out your upper body like that's a really good workout and especially if you have a group that you're going with that's that's super fun yeah, oh, I it's love so that. Fun. That's a cool new Thank hobby. You. Yeah, respect it. Okay, and then last rapid fire question: What is your favorite genre of Ooh, music?
1: Okay, don't judge me because my audience always judges me for it. Um, okay. My sp- so I don't <laughs> fully know what to call it, but my Spotify um, okay. calls it emo rap. So it's like it's like sad rap. Oh. I like I like emotional music. I like sad music because I feel like it's the mm-hmm. like rawest emotion to like. Like, translate in song. Mm-hmm. Um, and song. Mm-hmm. And yeah, my, my Spotify calls it emo rap. I would just call it sound music. So yeah. <laughs>
0: okay hey i feel you though because all of my music if you were to look at the lyrics of all of the songs that i listen to like on a regular basis um my therapist would be <laughs> <Yeah>. very worried because <laughs> I, I love sad music there's something about it that just gets me in like my sad boy phase like, yeah. oh, i feel the emotions so i respect it and you know what rap is really fun too i'll, I'll have to check out emo rap because i've literally like, i've never heard of that before. i can send you a
1: playlist kind of cool <laughs> yes. yes,
0: please do. I will. Lis- I will listen to it. I respect different genres of music. So, okay. Thank you for answering the rapid fire. Let's jump in to the deep dive questions. I first want to just kind of ask you, um, like, a little bit about your background and like how you got started streaming on Twitch. What kind of drove that passion? Why the hell you even wanted to get online in the first okay,
1: place? Okay. So I. Always played video games growing up. I have I have one younger brother and then a, mm-hmm. st- a stepbrother I grew up with, and they always played video games. And mm-hmm. it, w- it was always this like forbidden thing for me because I grew up in a family where they would mm-hmm. say girls aren't allowed to play video games. It's not a girly thing, you know. I had to do girly things. Yeah. Really? So I would like steal my brother's Nintendos and I would like like secretly play games. <laughs> um, and through that I grew mm-hmm. up wanting to play video games, um, and I. Mm-hmm. I, I played this game called League of Legends. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. I
1: played that game growing up and I got really good at it. Um, and I, I found a lot of friends who would play the same game. Um, and I moved to Switzerland when I was 16 because my mom moved there. Um, and right oh, after, cool. or 17, I'm not too sure, 16 or 17. And right after I had operations on my legs, which meant that I couldn't walk for like a whole year.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, and
1: so I was kind of trapped in my room, not not knowing anyone, not being able to walk, um, while all my friends online were at school or at work. Um, So I needed to do something. I was going crazy in my own room. Um, So I, um, I mean, I've always heard about Twitch streamers and YouTube. Like I've watched YouTubers growing up. I've never watched Twitch streamers, but I always heard that that's a thing. Mm -hmm. So I figured I might as Mm -hmm. well. Um, start like streaming myself playing League of Legends because that's the game I was good at, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed it. And I did it daily. I would wake up, play the game, go to sleep. <laughs> that was basically my mm-hmm. schedule. And um, when I moved, I moved out at 17, and when I moved out, I still continued doing so. And then COVID happened, and everything blew up. I found friends um, through the show called Lover Host um which is like a Twitch show like a Twitch dating mm-hmm. show it's not real it's just like a fun a fun content thing <laughs> um yeah. yeah yeah and so we we started playing Minecraft and it kind of like blew up overnight um yeah and that's that's kind of how it mm-hmm. happened so I couldn't walk I always played video games and I just decided hey that might be something cool to do and it was <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh, that is such a badass <laughs> story. That's really cool because first of all, props to you for, you know, th- telling everyone who said that girls should not do video games, you know, giving them the middle finger. That's pretty cool. Like, uh, because, and then additionally, on top of that, I had no idea about like the surgical operation on your legs and like the amount of time that you weren't able to, to walk. That is wow crazy but that is so cool that you were able to utilize that time as kind of like a way to be able to connect with other people online especially with something like twitch streaming or just streaming in general which is such like a i mean it's not new space it's been around for a while but it has you know in the recent years just absolutely exploded and the fact that you've been able to see growth from that is really cool i mean and i think it explains a lot from Eve. Even the you know little bit of research that I've done looking into your story, because one of the things I've respected about you so much is how much you champion the message that there is space and respect for girls and women within the gaming space, because it has been perceived as such a male-dominated industry, which it's not, and I, I think it's kind of ridiculous that that is the notion. But I think that kind of would you say like your experience of growing up being told that message of like oh, video games aren't for girls really kind of propelled you to want to spread that message within your yeah
1: 100 percent. and also growing up on the oh. internet growing up playing video games I kind of always that mm-hmm. it was, especially when I was younger. There weren't many girls around. There weren't many girls who played video games. It's obviously mm-hmm. a lot different today, but there was a lot of like discrimination mm-hmm. against women, against girls, mm-hmm. um, and I faced that every day growing up. And I kind of like don't I I don't want people to feel that way anymore, and I don't want mm-hmm. girls to grow up with the same. Um, like, like thoughts that I had to grow up with or the same insults and the same everything. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a very, it's a very important thing to me. It's a very important topic for me to show girls that we have a space here mm-hmm. and it's a fun space and it's great. And, um, you know, F those people who want to discriminate us.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, thank you for saying that because, that's something I really wanna deep dive into because like I said, I'm not super familiar with gaming space. I am generally familiar with Twitch and streamers and gaming streamers and um, that world. But I will say something that has always just really like shocked and abhorred me is <laughs> seeing how commonplace it is for women to be just told over like, um, you know, the live chatting that happens during like video game streams how frequent sexist comments are and just the most disgusting, horrible remarks that are made by men towards girls and women while video gaming to the point, and I get it, like I'm not a gamer, so I get that in, you know, the Discord and chat rooms and stuff like that. I think they're, you know, more harsh comments are kind of like normalized. You definitely have to have like thicker skin, but I've seen so many TikTok compilation videos of, um, you know, girls and women who are streamers just being told horrific things where I'm like, oh my God, this is normal. Like girls are actually told this while gaming and it's so commonplace. And I, even when I'm looking through the comment section of those videos, you see so many men that are like, oh, you just have to have like tough skin. You know, this is just the normal remarks that people make. You have to get used to it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, is it, (laughs) is, is that really the case? Like, I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? Because I have been like so just like horrified by the things I've seen. And I can't even imagine the things that you've experienced and seen while you're just gaming, let alone when you're streaming as well. So I don't know what, what is your experience? Yeah,
1: I've definitely, I've definitely experienced these things. I've definitely experienced a lot of horrible things said against me or against my friends. it's very difficult. You you are under a lot of pressure being a girl playing games because you have to perform. You have to be mm-hmm. good at the game because otherwise it's this cliche of all mm. girls are bad at video games. Um, so that's mm. a very big thing. And then also I, I, I do think through it being um, documented more nowadays, it is getting better. It's still not good though. And A lot of games... um, There are different types of games that attract these type of players that, like, are mean to girls. Mm. Um, For example, like, uh, shooter games are very big on that. Um, And, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think think it is definitely still a big issue. And like you said, a lot of people are saying, like, oh, that's just... You just have to have thick skin, like, um, Mm -hmm. just all of these things... um, especially as a streamer as a female streamer i've experienced a lot of people commenting on my looks that's that's a very big thing um that mm. i don't see with a lot of mm-hmm. male streamers um and it's it, a lot of the times when i say like hey why are you doing that why are you commenting on my looks on my weight on whatever they're like oh you show your face on the internet so i'm allowed to comment on it and it it just feels oh, so like my god you know that's so weird. <laughs> it's
0: basically the equivalent of trying to justify like cat calling in real life uh, with what's happening online. Like just because you can say something doesn't mean that justifies that it's okay to do. And I think um, people online, but particularly men get way too comfortable um, making comments uh, about women. And I think, you know, I've seen this within the content creation space. There is just an exponential level of pressure on women content creators to have so many aspects, like uh, specific expectations of looks, of the way that they carry themselves, the way that they talk, um, that male content creators never really have. And I can only imagine that being, you know, exaggerated even within the gaming space as well. Um, And I've read previous interviews that you've done where you've talked about, you know, kind of criticize the comfortability that people have making remarks about the way that you look, the way that you appear in streams, um, and just being able to see, say like, not only like the really nasty, horrible stuff, but even just the comfortability with making comments about like body and about um, the way that you look, um, regardless of if it's malicious or not. And I'd kind of love for you to like share your experience and your perspective on that, because um, I was really fascinated with what I've read with what you've shared in previous interviews. Well, I grew up
1: streaming. I was, I got big when I was 18. That's when I got my big following, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. 21 now. Um, So there were a lot of things, like, I, I had to find myself, I had to, like, you know, kind of realize what what I want to look like, what I want to do, mm-hmm. m- how I do my makeup. But also, we were going through the pandemic, mm-hmm. which means I, I was depressed a lot, I mm-hmm. couldn't, you know shower every day I couldn't you know put on makeup every day it was too much but I was still doing my job and trying to do my job and people kind of and also I gained a lot of weight for example and people kind of just took that and would comment on it over and over again and then i had i had people photoshopping my body to make me look skinnier and being like oh i made her pretty and (gasps) and all these things yeah oh my god just just horrible things that like if it was just me i'd be like okay fine whatever but i have a Mm -hmm. young and impressionable female audience Mm -hmm. who will see that and think oh i'm not good enough or what Mm -hmm. i'm doing is not good enough my body doesn't look good enough um you know i have to look perfect every day and it's it's not like that and i i very much try to um like like tell tell that to people like you you don't mm-hmm. have to be perfect and no one mm-hmm. is perfect and if you go through a rough patch that is okay and the mm-hmm. fact that you got up this morning and you were able to do your job like to myself like that was that's great that's incredible and um i've gone come such a far way mm-hmm. So and also I struggled with my body issues my entire life long. My mom's a model. So like I grew oh, up wow, okay. having having go. like this pressure already, you know, yeah. so um, then hearing the Internet say that and the Internet doing all these nasty things just just made it really difficult for me. So I had to put out a statement saying, hey, guys, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that was that was a really big thing, and it's still a really big thing in my career. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that whenever I lose weight, I get like like people like me more. When I when I when mm. I gain weight, people like me less. Like it's still a very big thing and a very big issue. <sighs> um, but I try to work against it every day. And I try to not let it get to my head. Um, but okay. yeah, that's yeah my experience
0: well i'm so proud of you for like working against that and also like putting out a statement and you know um even discouraging that i've seen uh some tweets that you've made like in the past i believe where you were addressing that as well which i think is so great because oh my gosh i mean i can only imagine the type of i know you said like you care about the message that it sends to your audience but like i care about how it affects you because i can only (laughs) like imagine the type of mental health impact that would have. I know personally for me, like um, throughout my life I've struggled with body dysmorphia as well as a uh, eating disorder, uh, anorexia. Um, and let me tell you, if I saw someone photoshopping my body to be skinnier, the just wormhole That's that that would send me in mm-hmm. of relapsing and just, th- that would be so, so difficult. Um, and, and I can only imagine for you like what you were saying having previously struggled with you know body image personally and the pressures and expectations you face there what that would do i mean like in light of you experiencing all those things how do you really prioritize your own mental health your own peace to be able to get through the constant inundation of you know negative body comments that you receive
1: It is very difficult. I I, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say that like it's it's a very tough thing that I struggle with to this day. Um, But what I try to tell myself first of all, I went to I'm I'm in therapy. Like that's that's a really big big thing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I (laughs) I can talk to someone about it and like Mm -hmm. be grounded again and like you know realize that these are just like hateful comments. People who aren't happy with themselves who have Mm -hmm. to comment on other people's appearances. and another thing is I I work out, I eat healthy, I take care of my body. So knowing that kind of helps me with, you know, all these all these struggles that mm-hmm. or, or all these thoughts that go on my on in my head of like I'm not you know I'm not fit enough, I'm not skinny enough, I'm not mm-hmm. all of these things. It's like no, I am, I'm taking care of myself, my body knows what it's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's one big thing. And then also like I said, I have a I have so many girls watching me mm-hmm. and I get so many comments of people being like you I have the same t- body type than you and I you make me feel comfortable in myself and you make me feel confident mm-hmm. in myself. Mm-hmm. You know, being able to, you know, show off your body, I I feel like I can show off my body. I feel like my body is normal and accepted and fine and it is. A- everybody is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um and you know that that's kind of helping but again it's a very tough thing that I struggle with mm-hmm. um yeah yeah obviously <laughs> well yeah I mean you that's know? the
0: that's the challenge of it is like it's a, it's a daily thing it would be so nice if you could just kind of like you know slap a band-aid on it and be like oh it's done it's fixed we're good to go it's like but it really is like a daily struggle and especially like when comments and all those things are something that you do receive every single day uh Mm. you really have to keep yourself in check constantly and I'm so glad you're going to therapy like that's I almost every guest I've had on this podcast like we've talked about therapy and I'm just like such a huge fan of it because I think everyone deserves and needs to have a person that they can talk with about this kind of stuff. Um, But also the other things that you're putting into place to make sure that your mental health is protected and that you are prioritizing yourself is great because, because, uh, you know, you're also... You said you were 21, right? Yes. Damn. When I was 21, I was... (laughs) Yeah, like uh, I was in the throes of, you know, like the mm-hmm. the body image issues and everything like that. So the fact that you are already talking to a therapist, that you are, you know, working out and doing all that is incredible. And I think a really good role, like uh, example and role model for your audience. Because how old would you say your primary audience of like uh, female followers is?
1: Um, I would probably say like between 13 and maybe 22. Okay. So like very much like adolescent, like, mm-hmm. you know, f- figuring themselves out, finding mm-hmm. themselves, very impressionable. I am still very impressionable. I'm 21. Mm-hmm. Um yeah.
0: That's it is very important. Definitely on the younger side then. So even more important that you are kind of example of someone who is not subscribing to that. And I do really appreciate your comments that you have made either publicly or what you were just talking about on just like commenting on people's body regardless. Um, there has been a lot of conversation recently. I'm not sure if you've seen like uh, with Ariana Grande, what she like recently posted about, there's a lot of discourse around her body and people speculating on what her health was. Um, and she put out a statement that was just basically saying like, guys, even if you think you're saying something that's positive, even if you're saying something that you think is a compliment regarding someone's body, we should not be making it. We should not be saying those things. It doesn't matter whether it comes from a place of good intent that you think will be intended in a positive way, just don't make remarks about people's bodies. It's not productive. It's not helpful. You don't know anything about the person's health. And, you know, regardless, it, it will disrespect someone's body type in some way. So I'm glad that you're, like, speaking up about that, because I think I, what I've noticed on the internet is like, uh, if someone like does lose weight or things like that, people will comment being like, Oh my God, you look so good. You look snatched, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this is, this is almost just as bad as saying like a negative comment. I, I don't know what your thoughts and opinions are on that. No, but
1: I agree.
0: Yeah. I'm like, just yeah. cut it out. Just stop making yeah. comments. Let's just celebrate everyone's yeah. bodies. Let's just celebrate the beauty yeah. within everyone, you know?
1: Yeah, like if I was like, oh, I'm so many years into my fitness journey now and I'm down mm-hmm. this many pounds and I'm, you know, up this much muscle mass and people would be like, yeah, so proud of you. That's fine because yeah. I'm inviting you to comment on that. But exactly. if it was just, you know, me posting a bikini picture, which I, I don't do because, I'm, you know, people comment on my body. But if mm-hmm. it was if, if it was just me posting a picture and I've lost a lot of weight and people are like, oh my God, you lost so much weight. It's like... I don't need you to tell me that <sighs> yeah. because then my brain's going to internalize that.
0: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's just, I don't think it's productive. I don't think it's good. And I love that you have, you know, kind of used your platform to be able to talk about that. And most importantly, like, I just think that, you know, when I was um, uh, seeing the different things that you've done, I know you um, hosted a new series called, is it like, our reboot or just reboot or oh yeah it's it's well
1: it's rockstar reboot rockstar reboot Reboot. oh yeah Yeah. because it was
0: a collaboration with rockstar yeah um you know uh which from what i was reading about and saw you know um your specific intent in working with that series is to like inspire a bigger conversation around inclusivity within the gaming space. Um, I know like within um, Rockstar Reboot, there was a group of um, <coughs> black girl gamers, um, which is super cool. And, um, and even you talking about like how the gaming industry can be more inclusive towards women. I was like, man, Nikki is just like a girl's girl, you know? Like I'm obviously not a part of that, but like I celebrate it. I think it's so cool. And I think what you're doing online in trying to make it more inclusive is really admirable. And I'd love to know, like, what changes do you think need to be made within the gaming space um, and the online gaming industry to be more inclusive of, of course, girls, but even other people as well?
1: So I like that you said that. I, I love I love hearing that because that's one of my biggest things. I'm a girl's girl first, yes. whatever happens. The girlies, I'm on their side. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah. but I so one I've thought about this a lot because um, I ever since I started, I've also I'm also working on a podcast about inclusivity. Like this is all like I'm I'm very interested in it and it's my it's my big, biggest passion. Um, And the one thing that I think is really important is that we start from where it starts. And that is the younger people. Mm -hmm. There are so Mm -hmm. many young, especially boys who go online and then they see all these like people making fun of women, making jokes about women or even like, you know, any marginalized community making fun of them hearing like people they look up to say bad things about them and then they internalize that and they're like oh yeah this person said that so it has to be right we have a lot of really unfortunate role models Uh especially on the internet and especially in the gaming community there are so many people who just will go out there make fun about women will say whatever they can to get a reaction mm-hmm. and then these young guys who see they have followers they have money they have everything that they want um will see that and be like oh i want this so i'm gonna be mm-hmm. that way oh it's okay to be that way because these people are acting that way and they get everything that they want so i want everything mm-hmm. that i want mm-hmm. so i think we need to start with you know the role models and, and what we what we tell our audience and what we show our audience because these people are really young and they don't know better and then they hear these things and it's normal now all of a sudden and you can make jokes about women and you can make jokes about, you know, whoever.
0: I completely agree and especially like um I think With the conversation around like role models, like, or (laughs) lack thereof, not really, a bad role model, you know, um, I think so much of it is really comes out of like people seeing the followers, the money, the popularity of, you know, individuals who are so comfortable making such sexist degrading (laughs) remarks in order to get the most extreme reaction and this isn't even just in the gaming space like oh my gosh like have you ever seen like straight male podcasts
1: <laughs> oh my god yes I have. The
0: they're so like oh.
1: they're so but i personally <laughs> find them funny because i know you know this is not like like this is ridiculous mm-hmm. but then young guys are gonna look at it and be like oh he's so right exactly like yeah. i think through 100%. our content creator
0: lenses like i know for me i'm able to see this Shit that's out there, and I'm like, okay, there making comments that will incite the most intense response because they know people are going to get upset they're going to get comments they're going to get views they're going to get support that's how they work it's a very selfish Mm -hmm. intent and you know I think we have the clarity to be able to see through that but what about an 11 year old teenage boy who's you know on the internet who sees these guys who are exemplifying whatever traits he thinks are good and he's like wow you know that's they're so cool they're so badass that's exactly how I should behave and then the victims of are of course, you know, women and other minority groups who are in the online space, which is so unfortunate. And I think there's like a huge conversation that definitely needs to be had around like the the incel pipeline that is, you know, online and how I think a lot of different content creation um, like subcategories of the online space really do turn men into, young men into just these, you know, People who just say the most sexist, awful things. But I think that's definitely prevalent within game spanks, too. And I love that you touched on that because I think it really does come down to teaching young men how to really respect women, how to speak in a respectful way, how to do things that will encourage, you know, kindness rather than go for the, you know, highest amount of views and engagement and attention and all that kind of stuff. So I, I love that you're doing that. And I'm curious, is that, um, I wasn't able to see your uh presentations at web summit but are these the kind of topics that you were able to talk about there
1: um it was one of them yeah i think um web summit was more about how to build um a community and how to build a good community you know like my community is very welcoming and loving Mm -hmm. and accepting and i i'm so proud of my i love my community Mm -hmm. um So it was more of of that, like, how do we, um, like, I guess, influence, we are influencers. Mm -hmm. How do we, like, influence our community to be welcoming and accepting and um, all of that? Mm. Yeah, that was, like, the main thing. I
0: love that. That's so cool. Well, Web Summit 2024, if you're listening this should be the next topic. Very true. (laughs) But that's cool. I love that you've been able to like speak about that as well. And um, not only from, you know, being like a girl's girl as well, but um, even in reading your interviews, I was really impressed with your level of transparency around um, your own mental health, the experiences that you've been through, and also kind of like the consequences that have come along with being a content creator, even online. And you touched on really going through some negative mental health experiences during the middle of the pandemic, which of course, you know, a lot of us, a lot of people did, you know, it was like a very traumatic time. Um, but also just in general, and I'm curious, like what has your personal experience been with content creation in relation to your mental health?
1: So It used to be, so I I go through like ups and downs, like probably all of us Mm -hmm. do. Um, Mm -hmm. And I got, I came into this space, not really knowing much about the space, like probably a lot of us do as Mm -hmm. well. Um, And I, I remember um, back in 20, I think 2021, I had a really rough patch because I was focusing on numbers too much. um, And that Mm -hmm. kind of, that made it really bad um and then also Mm. when i during the pandemic because there wasn't anything else to do all i did was stream so i would wake up stream go to bed and i would have my bed in the same room Mm. as my as my pc and so i would constantly be in Uh, my work mode i would constantly be like what what can i improve what can i do better how 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 can i stream more Mm. how can i you know get as much out of this as like not like money but like as much like just just work to get like the profit
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um and that was really Mm -hmm. bad for my brain i burnt out really really badly um Mm -hmm. and couldn't stream much anymore i would have panic attacks even like i would open my Mm -hmm. like street like it's it's called obs it's like the platform where you stream on Mm -hmm. i would open it and When I wanted to press start streaming, I would have a panic attack. I could not get myself to stream. I would start Mm -hmm. crying. I would start shaking. Um, Even thinking about streaming would make me so anxious. And I would think like, Mm -hmm. is this really what I want? Um, Because I I never wanted to become a streamer. I never intended to Mm -hmm. become uh, like anything. Um, So... Mm -hmm like i was I, w- I had a really rough patch and i was like do i want to do this do i want this but then i thought about you know what i've achieved so far how many people i have inspired my audience and i was like yes i do want to do this and i i took a break and i like recentered myself and um i'm now the happiest that i've that i've ever been like my audience has shrunk Ooh. through my um break which which also meant Mm -hmm. i could like weed out all the like negativity and all the like like bad people that's true yeah so i'm really happy Mm -hmm. now and i love my audience now and i love what i'm doing uh and i'm really thankful because i went through that rough patch i wouldn't recommend it i Mm -hmm. wouldn't recommend it but it's it really helped me (laughs) i don't want to go through it again no more more. just one and done that was
0: (laughs) (laughs) fine yeah Oh, that's good, though. And I love that you were able to, like, prioritize yourself and, like, be able to take a break because, like, that's, you know, a really extreme example of, like, burnout, Um, which I think everyone honestly will kind of go through at one point in their life, especially if you're, like, passionate about your work and you're, like, driven and you really just, like, love what you do. I think it's inevitable that at some point you'll be like, oh, my God. I'm working way too much. Mm-hmm. I'm getting super stressed out. This is not healthy anymore. And the fact that you were able to take a break and learn that s- so early on is is really great. Because I've definitely experienced like, <laughs> you know, similar things of just extreme burnouts and having to like take those breaks and realize, okay, I need to chill the fuck out and just relax a little bit, separate my work environment from my personal environment, you know, um, all of that. And I think that's really cool. And um, Also, I'm curious as well, because I was reading about this too, which I was like, I didn't even know this about you. Are you currently studying or are you wanting to study to become a psychiatrist? Was that a goal before? Is it still a goal? Because I saw that you primarily wanted to do it to be able to specifically work within the mental health space with youth and even with content creators as well and i'm kind of curious like what drives that passion for you
1: so i always wanted to become a psychiatrist i before mm. i became a content creator i was um on the way to study psychology i had like mm. extra classes okay. at school with like sociology psychology and like mm. um not of these classes and then i i always wanted to study in english Um, So I Mm -hmm. applied for a university in the UK and that's why I moved over there. Um, But then the pandemic hit Mm -hmm. and I decided, okay, I'd rather Mm -hmm. just focus on my work right now because it's going well. Mm -hmm. I still want to revisit becoming a psychiatrist. I'm currently taking classes to become a counselor um just so I can do something like That's that. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. and yeah, I've always wanted to work with children. I um just cuz uh I feel like I have a lot of experience in that field. Um I used to be a babysitter. Mm-hmm. I you know love working with children.
0: Mm.
1: Um but now that I'm a content creator, I would love to help Other content creators i would love to become a psychiatrist Mm -hmm. like specifically for content creators um so because Mm -hmm. i you know i feel like when you have a therapist like you can explain to them as much as you want but they won't always understand Mm -hmm. um so yeah i still want to do it um i'm still going to do it as at some point but right now i'm enjoying what i'm doing and i don't really have time to study medicine so yeah
0: Yeah. Yeah. Don't stress (laughs) yourself out. because That is a very intensive, you know, journey to go down for sure. But I think that's really, really cool, particularly because um, like you were saying in the content creation space, there's definitely unique perspectives and problems and situations that, you know, you kind of find yourself in that maybe people wouldn't, you know, a standard therapist wouldn't be able to understand the depth that you'd be able to provide. Also, I think just the energy that you have around you and your conversational ability, you would be such a good therapist. (laughs) Like, I think you would be awesome at it. I definitely think, like, you could make so much change. And also, if you do, you know, for however long you can continue you know streaming or creating content I think it would be so beautiful if you were to integrate a lot of the things that you learn a lot of the lessons that you've learned from the clients you've worked with or from even studying the mental health space and incorporating that into your uh, content and into the messages you kind of share online I think that would be so cool I don't know that I guess that's like a fan request for me (laughs) (laughs) if you ever consider it I, I have no idea how long you'll consider streaming but I feel like there's always a need for more integration of mental health topics into just the online world and everything that we're kind of seeing there and I I really hope you do pursue that uh at some point I feel like that would just you're like perfect oh
1: thank you yeah I agree and (laughs) I I love like working like with mental health I love showing people Mm this like you know that mental health is a thing and that we have to take care of our mental health and um i love stuff like this like your podcast when i when i heard about it i was like that is so amazing i think you're doing such a great oh, job with you. like you know showing people the like rawness and like you know realness of content creators because you always see the good side and there isn't just a good side mm-hmm. so i love that and yeah i do that myself as well so yeah it's really cool
0: Thank you so much for the kind words that you were saying. I mean, that's really like what I wanted this podcast to be about. It's just a safe place for people to be able to open up, be a little bit more vulnerable and talk about mental health. Because I think as social media grows, as the internet grows, we're seeing, you know, the negative implications of it from a mental health perspective. But I think what you're doing in the work that you're doing and the example that you're kind of providing, particularly to a really young audience is so inspiring. And I think even aside from what you've posted and what you've talked about, I think just the energy and why I was even drawn to like like talking to you and like connecting first at Web Summit is I was like, oh, she's just such brings such a positive energy and has just such a, a cool like radiant personality you know and i've you know seen that as i've been able to follow you and then um of course being able to chat with you so like thank you for taking this time i want to ask like one last question just like i guess a rapid fire question that i love to ask some guests what is your top mental health tip that you utilize or you have for other people
1: um it's very like i think I guess basic, but it's very important to me. And that is mindfulness, yes. being able to ground yourself. Yes. A lot of the times you are in a million things and a million things happen and you're just, just up in the sky and you're like, I need to do this and that. Mm-hmm. And kind of coming back to yourself, grounding yourself. Journaling is mm-hmm. like a really like important thing. And what I find is sometimes you don't want to write. Sometimes mm-hmm. you don't want to sit there and write into a book. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of effort, especially when you're not feeling well. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do it find like um like like what I do is I just record my voice I just record myself Mm. like kind of just like like you know just saying things saying whatever comes to my mind and then my mind is clear again and I can kind of refocus and recenter I um also like I love my google calendar Mm. I love my lists Mm -hmm. I whenever I'm stressed I I open up spreadsheet and I literally plan out <laughs> all of my things and write them down. Oh, I so I think that is one, one big thing. Yeah. Cause my life is so chaotic mm-hmm. and a lot of people's lives are so chaotic mm-hmm. and you don't always find time for yourself. So I think, you know, kind of, kind of recentering yourself is so important a lot of the times and you don't notice it until you did it. So
0: that is yeah, so great. I, I think that's one I big completely thing. agree with mindfulness. Like definitely like any type of mindfulness you can do for me, it's like meditation. Um, but journaling, definitely a mm-hmm. form of meditation, all that, like, I could not agree more, I think, for me, as well, that's, like, the best that you do, so I love that you shared that, I mean, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, and opening up, I really appreciate it, I mean, where can people follow you on the socials? Um, so, first of all,
1: thank you for having of me, I'm so excited, this was <laughs> great, um, you can find me everywhere, as Nihachu, N-I-H-A-C-H-U. Um, I have different variations of it on different websites. Um, Instagram is with two A's and two U's at the end, you know, taken names and stuff. We'll pop it we up on the screen it, for you as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Of course, thank you. of course. You're
0: amazing. It was such a delight to be able to talk to you. Everyone, please go follow her. Please go support uh, if you haven't already. And thank you so much for everyone who tuned in to listen to this episode and you hear her story. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the Just Position YouTube channel so that you can see new episodes um, with other content creators, each of which have amazing stories, just like Nikki. And this has been a presentation of Cadence 13, an Odyssey studio, new episodes out wherever you listen to your podcast. And we will see you guys in the next episode.